the um, man that was interviewed there with Hanu Halka, uh, Gennady Monenko. Um, actually, he um, he's a chaplain in the Ukrainian army. He's also a pastor uh, from Mariupol. Is um, and and uh, he also has an orphanage. All, all of his sixty children were actually taken into Poland. Um, that were a part of his orphanage. He also raised twenty-five adopted children himself. One of his um, adult daughters was actually killed in a in a in a military strike against an apartment complex right there in Mariupol. So he knows personally the pain and the suffering that's going on, and uh, it's just. Just our privilege to work with quality, quality people that love Jesus and are laying everything down for the sake of the gospel. Praise be unto God. Acts 17 this morning, uh, continuing in the book of Acts, Pastor Daniel asked if I'd be willing to tackle the next, the next portion, and uh, um, I'll do my best to do that this morning. Father, I thank you for, for your word, and I thank you for your people and what an honor it is for me to be back at Grace Point. I always am humbly grateful for the opportunity to come, not only share about GCM, but also to share your word. I pray, O oh God, that you will challenge us this morning, that you will enable us to do what we cannot do in our own strength and power. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, Ah, starting in verse 1. Now, when they had traveled, Acts 17, verse 1, when they traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews, and according to Paul's custom, went to them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and to rise again from the dead, and saying, this Jesus whom I have proclaimed to you is the Christ. Okay, Paul, Paul had just come from Philippi in Greece. Um, Barnabas uh, and Saul had a disagreement. How many know that sometimes happens? Has that ever happened for you? <laughs> Probably all of us. It, it just happens. And, and sometimes there's a, there's a point where you come in a relationship where you say, you know, we just disagree. We, we, we agree to disagree and, and we go separate ways because um, that just seems the best, the best plan. And that's why the scripture is just very honest <laughs> about these situations. It doesn't cover it up. It doesn't spiritualize everything to make people look perfect. Uh, Paul and Barnabas had a difficult relationship as it came to John Mark. And so John Mark and Barnabas left and went to Cy Cyprus. And, and Paul got a new, another uh, traveling companion by the name of Silas. And he was one of the leaders in Jerusalem, according to Acts chapter 15. And so it was Paul and Silas, but also Timothy uh, traveled with them, and Luke. And so there was actually four of them that traveled together. The previous ch chapter, which, which has already been preached on here, Acts chapter 16, is, is a very fast-moving 
chapter where, where you see the Macedonian call, which is amazing, uh, where, where God calls Paul to Europe. Uh, the first European convert is a, is a wealthy woman by the name of Lydia. Uh, a slave girl is delivered from demons. Paul and Silas end up being imprisoned and, and beaten. And they sing at mi- midnight as they're in the stocks and bruised and bleeding and a horrible condition, probably sewage and rats all around them. It's a terrible condition, but they're, but, but they're singing and praising God. And in the midst of that, there's this great earthquake and Doors open and the chains are, are unfastened and reminds me of a, a few uh, chapters previous in Acts chapter 12 where, where, where uh, 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 James is thrust through with the sword and killed, but Peter is miraculously delivered. And, and you know, there's these, these, these pictures that are given us in Scripture on purpose to show us that there's a lot of mystery to life, huh? Sometimes we don't know why things... what. Why, why was it that James was killed and, and Peter was delivered? The scripture doesn't t- tell us. It doesn't say, well, James forgot his morning devotions. Of course, that was the reason. It, it doesn't say anything like that. It just, it just basically tells us this is what happened. And, and we have to leave. So how, how many have things in your life you just had to leave with God? Say, I don't really understand this. But you know, we, we, we move forward. We go on with a sense of confidence that God, God knows all these things. And so that's, that's true here as well. And so, you know, amazingly, uh, uh, the jailer, when he saw the miracle of what happened and all the, all, all the people were still there in prison because of, of Paul and Silas, he cries out and says, what must I do to be saved? Marvelous, marvelous reality. Eventually, Paul and Silas are released, and they return to Lydia's house, and, and they're off to a place called Thessalonica. And that's what chapter 17 is really all about. And, and it's interesting to me that, 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 that Paul actually bypasses. He's on his way, but he, uh, 30 miles after leaving um, Philippi, there's the city of Amphipolis, which is a military city. He, he bypasses that, and he, the next city is Apollonia, and, and that's 30 miles further, and he, he bypasses that, and he ends up in Thessalonica. Why? Well, we don't know exactly, but, but it seems clear to me that Paul was being led of the Spirit as far as where he should go. Spirit-led. It's not always logical. It doesn't always make sense to us. John chapter 16, verse 13 tells us that the Holy Spirit is is the spirit of truth who will lead and guide you and I into all truth. The Holy Spirit has come to lead us. Aren't you grateful for that? You're not on your own. You don't have to get detoured. You don't have to go down wrong roads. The Holy Spirit will lead you. Romans chapter 8 Verse 14 makes it even more clear. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So how many are children of God? If you are a child of God, you can, you can have confidence that the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you in your life. Going back to the first part of, of Acts chapter 16, we see Paul wasn't planning on going to Europe. He was planning on going to Bithynia. He was in Mysia and Troas, which is in, in Turkey. Uh, and, and, and north of that was a place called Bithynia, a region called Bithynia, right on the, on the Black Sea. That, that was logical. 
They needed the gospel, huh? But, but, but God said, God actually restrained him from going there. <laughs> he was led by the Holy Spirit not to go there, even though they needed the gospel, but to go to Europe, to go to Macedonia. And so he, he, he ends up in Philippi and, and now Thessalonica. All right. So, so that's where he's at. Now, in your life and in my life, <clears throat> we all need to be Holy Spirit led on a daily basis, right? Um, and and I'm, I'm grateful that, my goodness, how many times, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but the Holy Spirit just graciously and kindly led me. And then there's those seasons in our life where, where we're strategically needing to hear the voice of God, huh? Reminded of Moses. He's out walking one day and he sees a burning bush and God speaks to him out of that burning bush. Gives him a, a sense of strategic direction. And maybe you are here today and you need strategic direction in your life right now. You've, you've got maybe a job issue, a family issue, a financial issue, whatever. You've, you've got something in your life where you need strategic direction of the Holy Spirit. I want to I encourage you today that the Holy Spirit is interested in guiding you in the decisions you have to make in your life. And if you're here this morning and, and you need strategic direction in your life right now, I, I just want you to stand as a step of faith this morning. And I just want to pray for you right where you're at. You need to know the direction of God in your life right now in your life. And there's many of you that do. Aren't you grateful yes. that he wants to lead you? He wants to guide you. He wants to direct you. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And, 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 and every one of you that's standing, God knows where you're at. And he knows what you need to know. And he doesn't want you to be detoured. He does, doesn't want you to go down the wrong path. Aren't you grateful for that? He will be faithful. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Lord, we commit our lives to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, oh God, will you guide? Will you direct? Will you lead? God, we do not want to go the wrong direction. We don't want to get detoured. We don't want to make stupid decisions. God, we want to do the right thing. And so God, we are confident that as you led Paul... And you made it very clear to him not to go to Bithynia, but to go to Philippi and then to Thessalonica. Lord, you will guide us. And Lord, we say right now, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for guiding. Thank you, Lord, for leading. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors that no one can close. Thank you, Lord, for making a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, God, we praise you for that in the name of Jesus. And our confidence is not in us, but in you. And we just embrace the fact that you will guide and direct and lead us. And we give you all the thanks for it this morning. Give the Lord a clap offering. Thank the Lord this morning. Lord, we praise you this morning. We thank you, God, that you're going to lead strategically, Lord, in the lives of your people. And we thank you for it this morning in Jesus' name. You may be seated. So, 
So here Paul ends up in Thessalonica. It's a, it's a principal seaport city on the Aegean Sea. It has a large Jewish population. It's a city, large city, about 200,000 people. It was founded a long time before, 315 B.C., 315 years before Christ, okay? It was founded by a guy by the name of Cassander, who was uh, a general in, in Alexander the Great's army. And by the way, he was, he was married to Alexander the Great's half-sister, and her name was Thessaloniki. So guess what? That's what the city was named. It was named after this woman that was married to Cassander the general. Okay, so now we're many years later, and, and, and there's this large Jewish population in the city of Thessaloniki, and the scripture makes clear that the first thing that Paul did, which he did in almost every city he went to, he first of all went to the Jewish synagogue. He was a Jew, made sense. Uh, he had credibility there. Um, he, could, he, he could speak their language. Uh, he could relate to them in a way that was, that was meaningful to them. And it says here in, in the first few verses that according to Paul's custom or his pa pattern of life, he, he, for three weeks, for three Sabbaths, he actually reasoned with them. He didn't just preach at them. This was not just something that he, he spoke to them, but, but there was a conversation. Uh, they, th there was a discussion. It, it literally means to mingle thought after thought, to, to ponder things. So, so, so he had this conversation with the Jewish people. And, and what did he have a conversation about? Explaining, verse 3, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and to rise again from the dead and saying, this Jesus who I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. Now he could have talked to them about a lot of things. He knew all kinds of Old Testament theology. He could have spoken to them about a lot of different things. But when he came, he came with the simplicity of the message of Jesus Christ. God has not called you to complex theology as far as sharing with people. But he has called you to share Jesus with people. He wants you to share Jesus with people. It's so important that we understand that. Sometimes we, we feel intimidated by feeling like, you know, I, I just don't have enough background or understanding to witness, to reason with people. But you know, the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will enable you when you don't have the right answers. And sometimes we don't need to have the right answers. There's nothing wrong in the midst of a conversation with people for you to actually say to people, I, I really don't know. I really can't answer that. But, but you know what? If, if I get an opportunity, I'll come back and talk to you later about that. Because, because the reality is, is that we don't all have the same level of understanding. But you understand what Jesus Christ has done for you. That's why in our ministry we share personal testimonies all over the world because we have found that, that, that people's personal life story is powerful and meaningful and your life story is powerful and meaningful and God will use it as you simply share Jesus with people just as Paul did in the simplicity of the gospel. 
Some of you are natural evangelists. I had a lady come up to me after first service and said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a natural evangelist. How many, how many would say, I, that, that's me. I, that's who I am. So, some of you can say that. Praise be unto God. You know, God, God does give the gift of evangelism. Praise be unto God. But how many say, that's not me? <laughs> I'm not a natural evangelist, you know? You know, I would have to say that about myself. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a general practitioner pastor. That's what I've been all my life, you know? But I'm not, not, I'm not a natural evangelist. But you know, you know what the key to evangelism is? The key to evangelism is being saturated by the Holy Spirit. The key to evangelism is that the Holy Spirit would come upon you. You know, going all the way back to the book of Acts, the reason Paul was effective, it wasn't because he was so smart or intelligent. It was because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, and, and, and in the book of Acts, when, when Jesus is talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, he says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, not because you're so smart or because you have everything together or because your life is perfect, but no, but because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be a witness for Jesus. And I will be a witness for Jesus. <laughs> Not because somebody shoehorned in, made us feel guilty or something. No, but, but as, you, as you daily ask that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, I will guarantee you there will be a passion with inside of you, a desire with inside of you that will say, I want to share Jesus with lost people. Amen? Yes. Amen. Because it is not by might. It is not by power. It is not by some uh, program of, of, of understanding this is exactly how you do it. No, 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 no. No, it's a matter of, of loving Jesus enough to love lost people. And, and lost people will know if you're trying to notch your belt with just telling somebody again, or, or if you really have a concern or loss for lost people. I haven't always been successful. I haven't always taken the opportunities that God has given me. Some of you can relate to that. But I want to. I want to. Some, sometimes I get on a plane and I just feel like, oh God, I just want to be left alone. Just leave me alone. Let nobody sit beside me, you know, kind of thing. How many can relate to that? Okay, I'm just being honest, you know. But I find that the more that I'm saturated with the Holy Spirit, I have an interest. I have a desire to just begin to ask questions about somebody's life and their background and where they're coming from. And God opens doors when you really show interest in people. So I, I just want to encourage you. You may say, well, you know, I just struggle with, with this whole issue of witness. Just be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I try to every day ask if the Holy Spirit would come upon me. Because I know 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. I'm different. I respond differently. I see things differently. So would you just put your hand on your heart this morning? Holy Spirit, come upon us. Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill us so that we would be a witness for you. Fill us so that we would make you proud. As we have opportunity, as opportunity comes, Lord, that we would, that we would be your voice to reason with people. Not about the deep levels of theology or eschatology or, or whatever, but God, that we, would, that we would share Jesus with people. Set us free, Lord, to so love, to be so in love with you that we love lost people too. I thank you for that. I just want to encourage you to pray that every day. Pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you. It'll, it'll, it'll change so much. It'll change how you treat your husband or wife, it'll, your kids. <laughs> it'll change what you do with ministry and with life. May that be so. And the wonderful thing is, you're not responsible for the results. Isn't that great? You know, sometimes people respond, sometimes they don't. Verse 4 and 5, and some of them were persuaded, okay? Not everybody. Some of them were persuaded. They joined Paul and Silas along with a large number of the God-fearing Jews and a number of leading women. But the Jews became jealous, and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason. They were seeking to bring them out to the people, and when they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some of the brethren before the city authorities, shouting, these men who have upset the world have come here also. May that be our testimony. And Jason has welcomed them, and they all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus, which is a distortion of what was happening. They stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things, and when they received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. Now, now that's a small word, they received a pledge from Jason. Now, Jason was obviously a wealthy guy. Excuse me. I... Uh, just need to do this so I don't keep snorting. Okay, so J Jason's this wealthy guy, and, and uh, he's just become a Christian, and, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, there's a price. You know, he's, he, he's got to dole out a lot of money so that Paul and, and Silas and, and Timothy and, 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 uh, and Luke can be released. It's amazing, actually, you know, and he does that. And, and, and you know, it, it's a wonderful thing, you know, that the Scripture is very clear. Paul says, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And he said, who's Paul? Who's Apollos? <laughs> really nobody, <laughs> you know. We're, we're, we're just the means by which God speaks. But, but ultimately, it's God who brings in. So, so don't, don't worry. Don't worry about, about results. Don't worry about what happens. 
You know, I remember a friend of mine years ago, Trevor Partridge, he's, he's, uh, he's in England now. That's where he, he is from originally. But, but he went to Mexico, and, he, and, and, and the first four people he prayed for all died. You know, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to pray for anybody anymore, you know. <laughs> and, you know, for, for all of us, you know, you may witness a number of times and not see any reason. Don't worry about it. That's not up to you. Because sometimes we're planting. And, and, and the results will be down the road. Or sometimes you're harvesting. Well, don't, don't get puffed up and think you're such a great evangelist. Remember, there's, there's others who've gone before you and probably planted and watered, and now you're having the privilege of, of, of ap, a, uh, actually reap, uh, reap, uh, reaping the harvest. So we all do this together. But I want to close with this idea. Some believed... Jews, God-fearing Greeks, leading women. But there was also significant resistance to the gospel. You know, how many people have died because of their faith in Christ? Many. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You know, here was a mob sitting in an uproar. Um, Jason has to spend a lot of money. <laughs> so, so there's trouble and there's... A, there's resistance and there's disdain and there's cost. And guess what? It's not going to be any different for us. You know, the woke culture that we live in doesn't want to hear about Jesus. <laughs> they want to distort the gospel. Okay? So just, just wake up and spell the coffee. <laughs> just, just be aware that there's going to be resistance. As you share your faith, not everybody's going to think you're, you're the best thing since sliced bread. They're, they're going to say, hey, I'm not interested in this. What are you, some weirdo? You believe in Jesus? It's crazy. You know. But just recognize that comes with the territory. And Paul, over and over and over, I'm not going to share all the scriptures on it, but I mean... Everywhere you go in the New Testament, there's this combination of sharing Jesus and paying a price. Paul says in Romans, he makes it clear to us in, in the book of Romans, who shall separate us from the love of God? What's going to separate you from the love of God? He said. And then he lists a number of things. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, Sword. We, we read through, through that quickly, but the reality is, he said, hey, this stuff happens to us, but don't get distracted by the fact that you're going to feel resistance sometimes to the gospel. The reality is, he said, life, death, principalities, powers, things present, th nothing is able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We sang a lot about the goodness of God. And let me tell you, the goodness of God is attached to the reality that God loves you in every season of your life. Good times, bad times. God is good all the time. Thanks be unto God. So I want to urge you this morning, as I wrap this up today, Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hmm? Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. I mean, some of you can relate when I say this about Dave Ogren. 
There have been times I've missed it because I've, you know, I've had my own agenda or I, or I thought this was the right thing to do and I wasn't listening. I wasn't sensitive. Some of you, you can relate to that. Okay. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number two, be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit fill you. And, and, and the result of being full of the Holy Spirit is that you will love Jesus enough to love lost people. Don't worry about results. That's up to God. You just do your part. And recognize that with this comes the potential of resistance, of persecution. And I, I don't, I'm not asking for persecution. I'm not asking for trouble. <laughs> right? We're not asking for that stuff. But we recognize, I don't know, we may, we may see more of it than we've ever seen before here in the U.S. But don't let that back you down. Say in your heart, I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to proclaim the name of Jesus. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit no matter what. Amen? Amen. If you're with me, just stand with me. Father, this morning, we don't have all the answers. <laughs> We're not the smartest kid on the block. <laughs> but we love you, Jesus. And we pray that you'll help us to live in such a way that we are intentional about our faith. Just like Paul was intentional in going to the synagogue, sharing three weeks. He was intentional. Why? Because he was full of your spirit and he loved Jesus. And he wanted everybody to know about Jesus. God, may that be me. May that be all of us here this morning. And I pray, oh God, that you'll help us not to get hung up with, with, with what happens, who responds, who doesn't respond. May we leave that with you, God. And I pray, oh God, that God, we wouldn't back down, but we'd be courageous, Lord, that we wouldn't we wouldn't allow resistance to cause us to be quiet. But I pray that you'll help us in our culture, in our generation, to lift up the name of Jesus, to proclaim the name of Jesus. We ask you for that in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Pastor Daniel and Pastor Floyd and the rest of the team here. Chris, all the rest, Lord. And I pray your blessing upon the leadership of this church. And I pray, oh God, that this church would be a beacon to this whole region of New York in the name of Jesus. May they see hundreds and yes, even thousands of people come to Christ. <laughs> Not by might nor by power. Not by special programs, but by your spirit. Bring them in. Even as you brought us in. I was thinking of that as we sang this morning. Hell lost another one. Hallelujah. May it be over and over and over and over and over again. May we say hell lose.
many thousands, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we will give you all the praise and glory, daughter. In Jesus' name. Thank you. God bless you.